Netflix has axed the Patriot Act. I'll tell you more about what happened to the show. Also, Joe Biden is enjoying some surprisingly strong early evangelical support. And also, the feds have new guidelines on how much booze men should be drinking. That's all ahead. This is The Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Tyler Huckabee. Welcome to The Relevant Daily, where I bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up right now. So first up, fans were surprised to see Hassan Minaj's The Patriot Act canceled from Netflix after six seasons of poignant, uh, frequently very funny political commentary. Uh, Hassan tweeted, quote, what a run. Patriot Act has come to an end. I got to work with the very best writers, producers, researchers and animators in the game. My two babies were born and grew up with the show. Thank you to Netflix and everyone who watched. Now it's time to return those screens to Best Buy. Uh, All told, 39 episodes of this show were released on Netflix between 2018 and the summer of this year. They were released in little batches, so that added up to six seasons. It hasn't actually been on for six years. Minaj's show followed in the footsteps of his mentor, Jon Stewart, offering incisive political commentary with a comedic edge. But while Stewart and most of his contemporaries are fairly focused on the American political scene, Minaj's show is refreshingly global in scope. It opened Americans up to the sort of stories that rarely get attention in the U.S. media bubble. Minaj is a first-generation immigrant born to Indian parents. His exploration of larger trends shaping the international landscape feels like a real natural evolution of the comedy news analysis format. Patriot Act even found itself the subject of a global debate after Netflix agreed to yank an episode that was critical of Saudi Arabia. That was a move that Minaj openly criticized from Netflix. Uh, Hassan Minaj hosted the White House Correspondence Center in 2017, and the show won an Emmy for Outstanding Motion Design in 2019. Excited to see what's next for him. Also, how will white evangelicals vote in November? There's just no way of knowing. Some early polling has shown white evangelicals possibly showing up for uh, President Donald Trump in an even bigger way than they did in 2016 when 81% of them voted for him. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Some polling has shown declining support and some has shown little change at all. But a new poll is raising eyebrows for a couple of reasons. First of all, this new poll comes from Fox News. And whatever your opinion on Fox News itself, its polling department is actually quite reliable. They have a good polling network over there. Second, uh, this new poll shows Joe Biden capturing 28% of the white evangelical vote. That's a 12-point jump over what Hillary Clinton got in 2016 per pew. And that, that means uh, about 66% of white evangelicals vote for Trump. That's more than half, but it's not nearly enough for President Trump to get a repeat victory this year in 2020. If these numbers don't change, that's a, virtually a nail in the coffin of his re-election hopes. Now, this is not a reason for Trump supporters to panic or for Democrats to get too cocky. This is just one poll, and we've got a long ways to go between now and November. And as I'm sure everybody remembers now, uh, solid polling isn't the same thing as voting. So a poll does not equal a vote. Trump has overcome long odds in the past. He could very well do so again this year, but 
28% of white evangelicals. That's an even higher percentage than President Barack Obama got in his historic 2008 victory. He just got 26% of the vote. Trump's margins were thin in 2016, likely will be thin again this year. Neither he nor Biden has much room for air. So this poll likely has Trump's team pretty nervous. They've been working really hard on securing the white evangelical vote for 2020. Uh, Just this week, he touted his plan to move the Israeli capital to Jerusalem as being, quote, for the evangelicals. But early signs suggest this might not have been enough to overcome his administration, which has been besieged by scandals, uh, pandemic mismanagement, and of course, the spiraling economy. This news comes uh, during this week as the DNC is taking place online, featuring a parade of Democrats lining up to support Biden and his running mate, Senator Kamala Harris. Former competitors like uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg and Senator Bernie Sanders are offering their support, along with the Democrats' secret weapon this year, a group of Republican officials led by Governor John Kasich, who are temporarily tabling their political disagreement to denounce Trump and support Biden. Uh, Michelle Obama was the keynote speaker on Monday night, and her husband will be delivering his own address later this week. Meanwhile, the RNC is prepping their own convention, which will feature names like uh, South Dakota Governor Christy Noem, uh, the St. Louis couple Mark and Patricia McCloskey. You probably saw the famous photo of them uh, where they used some of their firearms to scare off some Black Lives Matter protesters, and Nicholas Sandman. He's the Covington Catholic student who was caught up in the media firestorm following a confrontation with the Native American protesters. The RNC will be taking place next week. We'll be following along that coverage as well. Finally, amid concerns that stress and boredom of the COVID-19 pandemic is increasing the alcohol consumption among Americans, the federal government is now lowering its recommended daily intake for men to one alcoholic drink per day. That's a drop from previous recommended guidelines, which encourage men to keep alcoholic drinks to two a day. The government updates the recommendations every five years. This new report, which is written by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, services says, quote, if alcohol is consumed, it should be done in moderation for those who choose to drink. Moderate alcohol consumption can be incorporated into the calorie limits of most healthy eating patterns. This new recommended limit for men is actually now the same as it has been for women for a while now. The DHHS cautions that excessive drinking can lead to a spike in the risk for various chronic diseases and cognitive functions. Nevertheless, alcohol sales in the U.S. have seen a really sharp uptick in recent months. Nielsen found that alcohol sales jumped 55% the week of March 21st. So that was the week that the World Health Organization first declared a pandemic. In June, alcohol sales were up by 27%. And uh, and th- that's all okay. You just have to keep it to moderation. Of course, uh, Americans are drinking more booze. Researchers are just saying, time to tap the brakes on that a little bit. Uh, Dr. George F. Koob, he's the director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. He's at the USA Today. And he said, quote, any increases in alcohol use during the pandemic could be a cause for concern, particularly if the increases stem from an attempt to cope with negative emotions associated with the crisis. It can be very tempting to reach for alcohol during times of high stress. And if that's you, obviously, this is a good reminder and encouragement to find healthy ways of coping with stress and the boredom of being on lockdown. You can read more about that story and everything else we're covering over at the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. 
Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant, Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Relevant Magazine. You can subscribe to our other podcasts on the homepage there as well. I'm here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. And uh, today, culinary news as well. Thank you for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.